Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC, John Coleman. Dio, what is poppin'? Hey, flat bill all day. Yes, clean. Flat bill all day. Shout out to Ricky Bennett. Shout out Ricky Bennett. Ricky Bennett. I, my Friday night was awesome. Okay. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay. So Murph Dog, who you've seen on this show as Kevin Murphy. Shout out Kevin Murphy. Is a part of this fancy football group. Okay. That I have been wanting to break into for like the past seven years. Oh, it's like a club that you have. It's, it's members it's only. Hard. hard. Yeah, it's hard. God. And it's a bunch of guys that we grew up going to school with. Okay. Okay. So I am asked by Kevin, hey, can you cover for me? Kevin had something to do out of town, weekend long, already made plans, mm. Thursday through Sunday, and I really can't make it. I'm like, I would love to. Yes. I told my wife, hey, I'm not going to be home until late. Hey, yeah. I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing the fancy football draft. And I get there, and it was awesome. Like, yeah. literally, um, like, there's some guys I, I, I still talk to. Like, Steve Curley was there. And Steve and I, we grab lunch probably twice a year. Steve's older brother, Charlie's my dentist. So, like, I'm in the loop with Steve. Mm-hmm. But there's guys like Randy Jonda that I haven't seen in, like, 20 years. Like, I used Damn. to pick Randy up. His freshman year, my sophomore year, I'd pick him up and drive him to school. Damn. Randy and I played baseball together when we were like 10. Damn. Right? So I haven't seen Randy in 20 years. Mm-hmm. And um, I haven't hung out with J-Fats. Right? <laughs> right? We're still using like the old school <laughs> names, but Jason Petrescu, right? Yeah. Orlando's number one ticket broker. I know him from that realm. Like, hey, if I need tickets to a certain event, call J-Fats or his partner J-Dats. Mm-hmm. And literally, that's who hooked my wife up with World Series tickets in Chicago. Oh, okay. Right? So These guys are like really good ticket okay, brokers. Right. right. But then it's like I haven't seen Tyler Carr since probably my senior year, his junior year. And I haven't really hung out with Todd Radcliffe in that so long. So there's a lot, and, a lot to like, catch up on. There's a yes, lot to catch up on. Right? Yes. And Ricky, though. Yeah. Ricky. It's as if like we're we're rewind back to 1997. Yeah, yep. It starts laying into me yeah. for the flat bill. Mm. Well, first I want to give Ricky a hug because that means he is a T Lop listener. That means he watches it. That means yes. he watches it on YouTube. Yeah, I don't know if he wanted to admit it. That's only but one. he was like, bro, here's what happens. I see you wearing that dumbass hat, dumbass hat, looking like someone who's never played baseball before. You don't know how to wear a hat. Right. He's like, the next thing you know, I'm sucked in. 25 minutes later, I'm still watching. And there it is. Yes. I'm like, well, we must be doing something good. Must be. We must. Now, Steve Curley, he has his own podcast, too, which, by the way, is, is worth listening to. Okay. But Steve's like a chartered financial analyst. It's like That's like one of the smartest of the smart people out there. Mm-hmm. So not only was Ricky ragging on me for my hat, but mm-hmm. then he looks over at Curley and goes, Curley, dude, I tried listening. That shit's boring. Oh, no way. Well, I mean, he was, yeah, he was ragging yeah, on, yeah, right? Yeah, right? Yeah, he was ragging yeah. on. But nonetheless, so shout out to all of my Lyman High boys that were that were at the Bethel Fantasy Football Draft. Evan was there. I mean, like literally, the the Brad was there. Brad Brad worked with my dad somehow for like twenty years. Damn. Brad's like, oh man, how's your pops doing? Yeah, it was just awesome. It was really cool. Um, and then there was like some dude. I guess he's a um, member of Q. Okay. Yeah, and uh, on to conspiracy yeah, theories yeah, yeah. and whatnot. And um, I happen to not have been drinking because I don't drink as often as I used to. Yeah. And I didn't know him. He didn't know me. I knew him as a special guest, um, you know, who's a part of Q. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was a nice enough guy. He's quiet and polite. Yeah. And uh, I guess the feedback was, who brought the sober dude who just wanted to talk about 
hedge funds, bonds, and podcasts. God, that's the man you've become. No, it's because I was sitting with my boy Steve Curley, and that's something that he and I have in common. That's what I'm so, saying. Yeah. yeah, and that might have been my strategy. Right. If I could talk shop to Steve, mm -hmm. I kept on feeding Steve some like chocolate covered almonds. I had some yogurt covered pretzels. I had a bottle of red wine with Steve's name on it, and I was talking shop with him. Right. Then he couldn't draft well. There you go. Yeah. It's all part of the strategy. It's all part of the strategy. Yes. So yeah. anyhow, the hats for Ricky. Shout out to all the guys that that were there. It was great seeing you. And uh, hopefully, maybe one day I'll find a way to finagle my way into the league without as having a, like a legit member without an absentee ballot. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. I was there as a proxy for yeah. Murph. Yeah. You know? yeah. Or I just have to make sure Murph's out of town every year that they're <laughs> having a the draft, and I'll just be his proxy. There you go. All right. Um, what are we going to talk about today, John? Today's Coleman? episode is how to close on time. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's not even a big deal because who cares about your closing date? I, I don't know. I mean, do you like to be homeless? <laughs> no. Do you want to lose your $5,000 deposit, your $10,000 no. deposit? Well, Better yet, would you like to pay a per diem penalty? Do, you, do you even know what a per diem is? Yeah, what I used to blow all the time at EA when I went out of town. Yeah, no, not that. I mean, it is that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is that, <laughs> yeah. yes. But no, per diem is also if you don't close on time and the seller is going to grant you an extension, they may grant you an extension but charge you $100 a day per diem, $100 fine for every day that you go past what? your closing date. Yes. So, so something that we are always proud of mm -hmm. here at TLOP mm -hmm. is we're proud that we put together content that hopefully encapsulates everything you should have learned in high school but didn't. Mm -hmm. And we talk about topics that are going to be relevant for people who sell homes for a living, finance homes for a living, own a home, or at some point would like to own a home. Mm -hmm. Basically 75% of the adult American populace. Yes. This is going to be one on how to close on time. Mm -hmm. This goes for realtors. This goes for homeowners, mm -hmm. potential homeowners, first-time home buyers, mm -hmm. and obviously my loan officer friends. For sure. This is for you. Nice. Okay, we're going to spend the next 25 minutes dedicating it to you wearing a hat that Ricky Bennett hates. There we go. But before we do so, a mm -hmm. couple pieces of business we have to attend to. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about everywhere, John, people can find the Loan Officer Podcast. You can watch us on YouTube. Please subscribe mm -hmm. to our channel and feel free to comment away. We have 150-plus episodes all categorized on YouTube. Yep. You can listen to us. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Play. Basically, anywhere that you can find podcasts. Are we on Stitcher yet? Uh, we're working on that. We're working on getting on Stitcher. Yeah. We love social media. Yeah. We don't love Pinterest, so you won't find us there. But you will find us on TikTok, on Instagram, on Facebook, and on LinkedIn. We have our own LinkedIn page yeah. at The Loan Officer Podcast. Speaking of LinkedIn, if you ever want to connect with me, the individual Dustin Owen, I am on LinkedIn. It's a great way for you to connect with me. If you ever want to find John Coleman, he is on Google. Just Google John, John Coleman. Coleman. There you go. All right. Let's go. So how to close on time. Yes. The, the question for you, when who sets the closing date? Like you say, is it like an arbitrary date? Like, hey, I want September 13th or like August 9th to be my closing date. And like, we'll work backwards from there. Okay, when you're talking about a refinance, because right now interest rates are still super low, mm -hmm. and a lot of people are refinancing, and there's a lot of people who aren't, but they should be refinancing. When you're refinancing, typically you don't have a hard, concrete closing date. Okay. Right? Your closing date is as soon as we can get all of the paperwork processed, underwritten, and then closed. Usually on a, on a refinance to the consumer, 
hey, I'll close you 30 days after you get me everything I need. Mm. But I can't start that clock until you give me everything I requested. Right. And then if I need more documentation, because that happens, right? I'm going to collect as a loan originator, I'm going to collect what I think I need, and I'm going to get about 80% of it. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to submit it to my processor who's going to look at some of the stuff and say, ooh, yeah, most of this we can use, but there's a couple pieces you forgot to ask for or a couple pieces that are outdated or they're not in the right format. And then the processor is going to need some information. And then he or she's going to ask for it. And if it takes the consumer a week or two weeks to get it back to us, then that's a week or two that we're delayed. Mm. So when you're refinancing, we can only go as quick as the consumer is willing to get us everything that we need. If the consumer, like most of our clients, are Johnny on the spot, mm -hmm. Jane on the spot, and they get us what we need within a few business hours, oh, then your refinance should move along smoothly, mm. close in 30, 45 days. But please know most good mortgage companies and most good lenders are not going to jeopardize a purchase closing in order to get a refinance closing done. Because we recognize that if we, whether we close your refinance on the 24th or the 26th. You're still going to be in the home. You still have the home. Yeah. You're, you're still in the home. Yeah. You're still in the home. But a purchase closing date is a contractually negotiated date. Oh. So who? You, John, the home buyer, you choose that closing date. Okay. Now, sometimes the seller, especially in a market like this one, they're going to strong arm you into a closing date that didn't make the most sense for you. Right. At which point it's going to make all the sense in the world to make sure you're working with a lender that can come through. Hmm. A lender that isn't going to jeopardize your five or $10,000 earnest money deposit. A lender that's not going to jeopardize you having to pay a per diem or worse, losing the home altogether. What? If yeah. you miss a closing date, you can like lose the yes. home? Yes. Yes. It's a, it's a contract. You're entering into a contract where there's certain dates that you have to adhere to. You must have your appraisal ordered by this date and back by this date. You need to have your inspection back or ordered and back by this date. Mm -hmm. You need to have conditional loan approval or full loan approval by a certain date. Mm -hmm. And if they're not back and you and your representative, usually your realtor, are not staying on top of the contract, then you, you could potentially be out of contract. Mm. At which point, like you lose all of your recourse or your ability to not have to be able to, to, to go through with the purchase mm -hmm. and your deposit is currently in jeopardy of being lost. Mm -hmm. So yes, not closing on time is huge or working with a lender who has a reputation of not closing on time, hmm. right? Like who pre-approves a home buyer is equally as important as what your offer is. Really? Yes. You're trying to get an offer accepted in today's market with a lender who doesn't have a reputation of being able to close on time. And there's multiple offers. Any good realtor is going to know that and they're going to slide your offer to the bottom. And they're going to tell the seller that like, hey, look, although this offer may come with a three day home inspection versus a five or they're waiving their appraisal mm -hmm. contingency where this one's not, they're working with a lender that I have had a bad experience with multiple times. I'm afraid if we accept this offer, it's not going to close by the closing date. At which point, is it really the best offer? Right, no. Right, so those are things that, that go into. But this this is all about how to close on time. Right. We've done shows previously on how to get your offer accepted. Right. And you should go back and you should find that in the catalog and you should listen to it if that's a topic that is uh, intriguing or interesting mm -hmm. to you. Mm -hmm. This is how do you close on time. But yes, to answer your question, you as the buyer, me as the seller, we're going to negotiate it. Okay. And you work backwards. It's as simple as that. You work backwards. If I know I need to close, whether it's in three weeks or six weeks, 
I start by circling the closing date on a calendar. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be mindful of holidays. You know, most months have a holiday. Mm. I mean, you don't really but, realize I mean, if, it. Yeah, if, if you go through, like, what months do not have a holiday? Mm -hmm. October, right? Because Halloween's a fun-ass right. kid's holiday, but it's not a we-don't-have-to-work holiday. It should be. Columbus Day is in, is in October, but very rarely do we recognize Columbus Day. Right. So October's a certain uh, month that doesn't have a holiday. June doesn't have a holiday. Juneteenth now, isn't that? Oh, there we go. It does now. Yeah. Juneteenth is mm -hmm. a legit holiday. There is a big uproar in the mortgage industry because we have certain regulations that if if it's a a federal holiday, it doesn't count in certain res uh, rescissions. Oh. And because Juneteenth was basically sprung on everyone as a national holiday or federal holiday within like days or weeks, mm -hmm. we, we as an industry are like, whoa, what do we do? Like we had a bunch of loans that we closed and mm. we weren't counting that as a federal. Right. So oh. yeah. So, okay. Now, now Juneteenth. Mm. So yes, you need to keep in mind when you're asking people to do things, whether it's appraisers to go out and do appraisals, or whether it's home inspectors do home inspections, or you may need to rely on the IRS in order to get this loan closed on time. Mm. You need to rely on in, uh, insurance companies and title companies, and you need to rely on the buyer's employer and the buyer's banking institutions. All of these third parties need to come together and supply documents that may very well be needed mm -hmm. in order to close on a transaction. And if there's a federal holiday going on, you're losing a day. So you start with putting the closing date on the calendar and you work backwards. Yeah. So if I know I'm closing on August, what was last Friday? If today's the... 30th. Well, last Friday the 23rd? I'm making that up. I'm probably wrong. No, because uh, it's like the 27th. Yeah. Then I know I need to be fully approved by the 25th. Mm. Right? So like, okay, if I need to be fully approved by the 25th, then I need to have my last condition submitted to the underwriter by the 19th. Mm -hmm. And if I need to have the last conditions by the 19th, I need to have my loan fully uh, conditionally approved by the 12th. Mm -hmm. And if I need to have it conditionally approved by the 12th, that means I need to make formal loan application by the second. Mm -hmm. I need to have the appraisal ordered by the third, <laughs> yeah. right? Like there's certain things and when you're working with a, with a true professional in a professional organization, they may even have a calendar. Like I know my friends at Waterstone, shameless plug to my friends at Waterstone, but we actually have a closing calendar. It's a website you can go to mm. and you can input your closing date and it works it, its way oh, backwards. Oh, okay. So it'll let a loan officer know based on the date that you're locking in your client and disclosing their loan to them and your closing date, mm -hmm. you need to have your appraisal ordered by this, this date. It's submitted to processing by this date. It conditionally approved by this date. Mm -hmm. And then once it's conditionally approved, then you need to give yourself two or three days to collect those conditions and then have it resubmitted by this date, mm. clear to close by this date, sent to the closing department by this date, yeah. and then closing department's going to get this many days to go back and forth with the title company or the escrow agent or the closing attorney. And at the same time, you're going to have to send a document to the home buyer, your initial CD, your initial closing disclosure, because that has to be done within a certain time parameter per federal regulation. Mm -hmm. So like there's there's a lot of moving parts. Right. The easiest thing to do is you start backwards with a calendar and it could be a desk calendar, honestly. Yeah. And you could have various color ink for your various yeah. um, clients of the month. Yeah. 
But you could start by by circling it. Mm-hmm. And I know that I should be clear to close three days before my closing date. That's a best practice. Does it happen all the time? No, it doesn't. Sometimes I'm not clear to close until the day before. Mm-hmm. That's okay. If I'm closing on a certain date, I need, a, I need my closing disclosure to be sent out by X date at a minimum three days early. Some institutions do it 10 days early. You can do it 10 days early if you're doing it by mail, three days early if you're doing it electronically. Mm. So I need to know that at a minimum, my initial CD, it might not be accurate, Mm -hmm. but it's at least an initial CD goes out. Well, I also need to know when do I need to have my homeowner's insurance completed by and bound by. Mm. Well, that needs to be done five days before closing or seven days before closing. When do I need to have all of the assets that are going to be required for this down payment and closing costs? Oh, that needs to be done 10 days before closing. So working with a competent loan originator and a competent processor can help move the buyer along the process. Because there are a ton of moving parts and a lot of times we're relying on third party. Mm -hmm. Now, at the end of the day, you asked me a question. I can't remember if it was on camera or off. Mm -hmm. And you were like, typically... Who delays us? Yeah, like who's like, if I were to point a finger at anybody, is like the buyer just being lazy, not getting you the documents? Is it the loan officer like forgetting to ask for stuff? I can answer this question twofold. Okay. First and foremost, go read Jocko Willink's book, Extreme Ownership. Ultimately, I'm going to point the blame at the loan officer. Okay. Ultimately, because a really good loan officer controls their transaction, they control their client, they control the process. A really good loan officer has the ability to set proper expectations, Mm -hmm. explain why things are needed, give concrete deadlines that you need them by, and then explain why you need them by that date. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, if you read the book Extreme Ownership, it's going to fall on, if I'm the loan officer, Mm -hmm. my shoulders, because I can control my actions. And if I didn't push hard enough, if I didn't do the best job of explaining why it was needed, then... That's on me. Right. But it's honestly the consumer, the client. Mm. At the end of the day, it's you signed this contract on Sunday. Watch this. You wrote the contract on Friday and it was a 30-day close. Mm-hmm. This is a true story. You negotiated it all the way through Monday. Finally, by Monday at 5 o'clock, you have a executed contract. The problem is you wrote it on Friday with a 30-day close. Mm-hmm. Well, you've already missed out on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and all of Monday oh, before you get it to your lender. So you're not giving your lender a 30-day contract. You're giving your lender a 25-day contract. Yeah. Let's start there. Now, that a little bit could be on the realtor as well for not putting two and two together. They write a 30-day contract based on the day they start the negotiating, not on the day it was finalized. Mm-hmm. So now you're only giving your lender 25 days. Well, the buyer is worn the F out. They've been spending four days going back and forth. They have to do kid stuff, laundry stuff, errands, work mm-hmm. stuff. They don't get around to calling the lender until Wednesday or Thursday. Damn. Hey, I'm under contract and I need to get my loan application started. Now, some of the work's been done because they were properly pre-approved. Mm-hmm. But now you're basically giving me 21 days or 22 days, not 30 days, if... You wrote the contract for 30 on Friday. You really didn't give it to me until Monday night. You might as well call it Tuesday morning. And it wasn't until Wednesday at 5 o'clock or Thursday morning that I was able to hook up with the the consumer. And we talked about their interest rate lock strategy. And then I locked them in. I disclosed their loan. And I sent them a list of documents that I needed. Now, if they don't give me that list of documents that I needed, because there's going to be some stuff I need updated or maybe I didn't collect certain documents, 
uh, at pre-approval because they weren't required. But now that you're fully under contract, I need them. Mm -hmm. Now it's Monday, a full 10 days later, mm -hmm. and I have what I need. What if what I needed was your credit card so I could order your appraisal? Well, now I'm ordering your appraisal with only 20 days to go and not 30 days to go. Yeah. Because you wrote a contract on Friday, didn't give it to me until late Monday, and then your buyer or the consumer didn't get around to calling me back or supplying me with what I needed to get their loan locked in and disclosed until Thursday, and then didn't get around until signing it until Sunday night, at which point Monday I'm ordering the appraisal. And guess what? There's a nationwide shortage of appraisers. Really? Oh, yes. From coast to coast, east to west, Spokane to Washington, everywhere in between. Can't just pick up the phone and be like, hey, I need a guy tomorrow. Can you come yeah, out? Yeah, good luck. Damn. Good luck. Yes, it's, it's very difficult to become a home appraiser. Right? One, it requires a four-year degree. Well, it doesn't <laughs> require a four-year degree to become a loan officer nor a realtor. Right. Right? But to become a, a appraiser, it does. Mm. And there's lots of business to be had. But not many people are jumping in to become appraisers, and many appraisers are either dying or retiring. Right. Right? They're getting out of the business. So right. there's a every year a natural decline of the number of appraisers, mm -hmm. and we're doing more loans the past two years than we did the previous two years. Right. So, yes, to get an appraisal done, if that if the, the, it's just difficult. It could, could take three weeks. What? Well, hold on. Wait a minute. I know. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, you're, you're already out of date. You're out of I'm time. I'm already out of time. You're already out of time. I'm already out of time. So at that point, when they see that and the loan officer sees like, hey, I, say they get to that point, like I'm getting the documents um, 10 days in, are they able to course correct? And like, hey, we're going to miss this date. I know we're three weeks out. Can you just like change the date? Or is like, can If they're good. Okay. If they're good, no. That's not how salespeople operate no. though, John. And that's that's where things get to get, get a little bit hairy. Like a really good loan officer is in constant communication and setting proper expectations. A really good loan officer will under-promise and over-deliver. They should have the, the, the wherewithal to say, hey, I need to order this appraisal immediately. So when, when they get the contract on Tuesday and they see that it was written three or four days ago and it's closing in, in now less than 30 days, they need to stop what they're doing, make the necessary phone calls, and explain the urgency to, at a minimum, give me what I need so I can get the appraisal ordered. At a minimum. Right. And then we can work on your interest rate lock strategy tomorrow. I can work on getting the rest of your documents. But at a minimum, they need to know the process and the various pitfalls. Mm -hmm. So that's what a good loan officer. Now, if that didn't happen, the loan officer should at some point be at least letting the buyer and the buyer's agent know. They might not choose to uh, ring the, the, uh, the alarm yeah. for the listing agent and the seller, but at least let the the buyer and the buyer's representative know hey fyi there's a chance this appraisal comes in day of closing day before closing at which point uh, we're going to need three or four days mm -hmm. that's assuming that it comes in at value or above value <laughs> and it's and it, it, it it's you know in good condition yeah so there's not a whole lot we can do to control that now there are certain loans if it's a conventional loan there's a way to potentially get a PIW, a property inspection waiver, which means you don't need an appraisal, mm -hmm. but there's no guarantee of that. Mm -hmm. Now, a really, 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 really awesome loan officer, wink, wink, nod, nod to my LO friends out there, wink, wink, nod, nod to anyone looking to buy a home in the next 10 to 12 months, wink, wink, nod, nod to any realtor who's tuned in. A really good loan officer knows how to properly let you know before you make an offer whether or not they'll be able to get a PIW before you make the offer. Mm, right. 
that's pretty strong yeah. because you can make an offer where you waive an appraisals because your lender ran the file through their automated underwriting system and they received a, a property inspection waiver. Right. Now you can close in three weeks pretty easily because you don't need that appraisal. Right. right? Mm -hmm. So, but um, those, those are some, some tips early on mm -hmm. on how to close on time. There's more, but I know you have a question. Um, has every loan officer had an instance where they've missed a closing or there's some loaners out there like 100%, I've always closed every single loan on time? No, no, if, if you're not doing enough loans, because shit happens. Mm. I mean, you close a thousand loans in your career, you're not perfect, you're gonna make a mistake, you're gonna miss something, right? And then when you miss something, typically and usually you're able to scramble and overcome. But if you have to scramble and overcome, sometimes it's scramble and overcome and you have to ask your client, hey, can you go get a gift from your parents for 10 grand? Mm. Hey, can you add a co-signer? Hey, I need you to pay off this particular credit card. Yeah, gotcha. Right, so you, you, although you're you're pivoting and you're scrambling, mm -hmm. or you're a boxer who's back who's backed into a corner and you're gonna come out swinging, yeah. sometimes those swings take an extra day or two right. or five. Right. Sometimes unforeseen circumstances happen. I mean, hurricanes happen. Yeah, that what happens like if like natural is there like natural disasters or let's say there's a power outage, does that affect like hey we're supposed to close next week but there's a hurricane yeah. coming in? Yep. So so um, I was ready to close on a property, and a hurricane came through. Well, I can't close until someone goes out and visually inspects that that property yeah. is in still the same working order. Yeah. I was supposed to close on a loan, but a storm was out in the Atlantic, at which point I couldn't bind my insurance. And I can't close on a home loan without an insurance policy. So I now have to wait for that storm to pass and then for insurance companies to start writing insurance again. Damn. Yeah. So there, there's always going to be those things. There's people who, um, I mean, the, the IRS, I've had, I've had this. I've had the one person who can verify their in employment is on vacation for 10 days. <laughs> like I have to verify your employment in order to, for you to qualify. Yep. There's one person who can do it and she's gone for 10 days. What, I mean, can you knock her on the phone? Nope. Stalemate. Yep. She's on a Mediterranean cruise. Can't get a hold of her. Better whip out that satellite phone. We've had we've had those people in the hospital. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're in the hospital. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's there's always going to be, like, we're waiting on the IRS. We've had clients that got so sick and tired of waiting on the IRS. Homeboy drove. No. Drove, yeah. Yeah, drove the closest, he, whatever he needed to be done had to be done in person at the IRS office and he could not get an appointment for the Orlando one for three weeks. Found an IRS office in like South Carolina and just drove to South Carolina. What? Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that there's a will, there's a way, but there are so many third parties that, that, that we rely on. Hmm. And so, yes, I mean, when, when, when you're the loan officer, you can control you. What does that mean? Am I setting proper expectations? Am I, am I laying out the perfect game plan for my, for my clients and stressing the importance that they get me and my team? My team could be my loan partner, my processor, my loan officer assistant. Are they getting us the documents we need as requested in the time manner that we requested? If I said to you, hey, John, I need this document as soon as possible. You're as soon as possible, maybe. End of day tomorrow. And my soon as possible, maybe <laughs> right. end of day today. <laughs> right. Right. So I can't use those terms. Hey, John, I need you to get this to me. Worst case by noon tomorrow. Mm. And by the way, it may be it's five o'clock, I'm gonna tell you noon. If it's noon, I'm gonna tell you 9 a.m. 
mm-hmm. first thing in the morning. Are loan officers that are younger, are they, do they feel trepidatious, like telling, they want to be nice, so it's like, hey, if you, they try to yes. be like too polite. Yeah. And it's, there, there's, there's something about a humble swagger and a confidence that comes with experience. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, when, I know how to ask for something because I can also tell you stories of what happens when you don't get it to me. You know, and, and I can also say that in a way that won't freak you out, but also it'll concern you enough. They're like, yeah, let's avoid that if we can. Mm-hmm. You know, like I always anticipate if something bad can happen, it will. And we need to be prepared for it. Mm. And and we approach everything in that manner. But at the same time, there's a certain bit of, of humble swag yeah. where I'm like, yeah, but even if it happens, I, I have a couple tricks up my sleeve. I have a couple outs. Yeah. We'll be, I'm going to make a phone call or two. This person owes me a couple favors. Maybe I can, mm-hmm. but you know, I can't do that with your bank. Yeah. I can't do that with your 401k provider, mm-hmm. right? I've had clients that they're getting a loan from their 401k for their down payment and they didn't want to do it until the last minute. Then all of a sudden they realize it takes three days for their 401k to actually cut the check. All right. And then their bank's going to put a two day hold on it. And then you're trying to call the bank. Can you rush it through? Ma'am, so there's nothing I can do. So then when that loan's not closing on time, I have a seller and a seller's agent calling me to yell at me. I'm sorry. I'm not the 401k administrator, nor am I this person's bank. Right. Now, extreme ownership is going to teach me. <laughs> yeah. I should have known, and I should have been able to tell that client up front, I need you to do this immediately. And then when they gave me pushback, I should have been able to say, hey, look, I know a couple people that it took a lot longer than they anticipated at a minimum. At least make the phone calls and see, A, how long is it going to take for you to get the money from your 401k? And B, ask your bank if they're going to put a hold on it. I've had clients who are transferring money overseas, right? He was a dual citizen, so had accounts in, in one country, accounts in this country, but realized that he could only transfer like ten dollars or $25,000 at a time. Right. Try to transfer 100000 all at one time and couldn't uh-huh. do it. Uh-huh. Delayed his closing. Is that my fault or his fault? Like that wasn't Waterstone. That wasn't Dust Knowing. That was that weren't my rules. So when as a loan officer and you have to, it's not your fault. It's way to your control. Like, what do you communicate to the seller, like or their agent? Like, hey, do you you don't throw your client under the bus, or would you say like, hey, there's some like, how would you handle that? Like, communicating that. Is there like a way? That yeah, you, like the tactful way. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think you pick up the phone and say, I have good news and bad news. Good news is we are on track to close this loan. Right, we're gonna close, seller's gonna get paid, realtors are gonna get their commission, life's gonna be okay. The bad news is it's taken a lot longer than anticipated for the buyer to get their funds out of their bank overseas. Right. This is something the buyer wasn't anticipating. He went to transfer his money and he's being told it's gonna to take longer. Mm-hmm. Right? It is what it is. Don't right. hide from it. Yeah. But it is what it is. And what it is is hey, we're still moving forward, but we're gonna have a little bit of a delay. No one anticipated this. Like, no one wants to delay. Like, we all want to get paid. That that seller wants to get paid. That buyer wants to move in. That realtor wants to get paid. And this lender, he wants to get paid, too. That title company or escrow agent, they want to get paid, too. But we have rules that we have to follow, and we don't get to make the rules. But if we don't follow the rules, the penalties could be severe. I'm talking tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm. We can't afford to make a mistake. We can't afford to do a loan that's unsaleable. We can't afford to close a a transaction that um, doesn't have the the proper due diligence done and the transfer of title wasn't done cleanly. Mm. And now there's a discrepancy of who actually owns the home. Mm. Right? These are all things that you know, no one can afford to do. Can you close early? Like what happens, can you like, hey, I know our closing date is this date, but say you got a document. You can. And it's like, hey. But you? it's not that easy. Oh, like, okay. like just know, like, yes, you can. The answer is yes. 
But it's one of those things that if you, everything that we do in the mortgage side of things and the title side of things is very systematized. Hmm. It's a big assembly line that's, that's going on. So we took your loan, we placed it where we placed it, and it, it is pegged to be underwritten by this date mm-hmm. and approved by this date and um, a processor works on it for these this many a days. The minute you want to start changing it, well, we have your title work with one closing uh, mm-hmm. date on it. You want to change your date, now we have to reach out to the title company and ask them to do so. Your insurance is for a certain date. Oh, Now wow. we have to reach out to your insurance agent. We yeah. have to get a new date. Right. Yeah, it's and and then your cash to close is going to change because part of your closing costs is a proration of oh, yeah, of yeah, taxes yeah, right. and interest, and now that's going to change. It's a huge ripple effect. So yeah, it's not as easy as wave a magic wand. What's the big deal? Well, you're just asking people to go back and redo work they've already finished. Damn, that's the deal. They've yeah. already finished their work. Mm. Now you're going to ask somebody to stop what they're doing. They've already checked off that. Like you know that that feeling you get <laughs> yeah, of accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. They've already checked that off and moved on. So we can do it, but I always ask people, do you have a good reason to? Like, does the seller even want to? You'd be amazed at how many times, like, hey, I want to close early. And everyone starts scrambling to close early, and the seller's like, bullshit, I don't want to close early. Right. I ain't got nowhere to go. Right, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I've learned over the years, well, what does the seller want to do? Are they okay with it? Mm. And then it's, let me check with my processor. Let me check with my closing department. Because if you're towards the end of the month, where all of the closings get stacked up, we might not have that ability. Yeah. And really, how important is it to you? Like, if it's really important, I promise you we're going to make it happen. If it's a, eh, it'd be nice to, but we don't need to, and eh, it's maybe a bit of a dick move to ask five people to stop what they're doing and go rework on rework on something. Right. Rework on something? Yeah. Rework yeah. work that they've already accomplished and finished and right. moved on from. Right. And then something to think about. We try to teach treat everyone like they are our only client. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want you to feel that way with me. I'm John, you are my only client. Mm-hmm. But John, if you're my only client, I wouldn't be in business. <laughs> like, think about it. And if you're my only client, you wouldn't want to work with me because I would I would <laughs> suck at what I do. Right. So we have a business model that we follow. We want our loan officers closing at a minimum three to five transactions a month, but preferably eight to 12. And if you're really badass, you're closing 20 to 30. Mm-hmm. And you have a team behind you. Yeah. Our underwriters, we want underwriting X amount of files, one or two extra a day. Our processors, we want closing 12 to 15 files every single month. That means they're carrying somewhere between 30 to 50 loans in their pipeline. Okay, so when when you submit your loan application to me, I'm going to give myself a day or two to get it to my processor, who's going to have a day or two Mm -hmm. to begin processing it. And then they're going to have three or four days to get it to the underwriter who's going to have two or three days to underwrite it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you you submit your information and it's going to go in line to be looked at. Right, right now, my real estate investment company that, that I'm a part of, they're trying to build two homes. Well, besides buying the land, which they've already done, and clearing the land, which they've already done, the next step, well, architectural uh, plans, which right. they already have, permits. Oh, yeah, those they things. They can't do anything until they get permits. It's a hurry-up-and-wait game. Now they've hurried up, right? and they're waiting for permits. Right. And once they get permits, then they'll pay their impact fees. Then they'll start some work, and they'll have to stop because an inspector is going to have to come out and inspect that work. Mm. Hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait. The same thing's going to apply when you obtain your home loan because we're asking for – let's think about how many hands are in this file to begin with. You have a loan officer. Mm-hmm. Let's just assume you have a loan officer assistant. You have a processor. Mm-hmm. You have a underwriter 
you have a closer. That's just at your mortgage company. At a minimum, you have five people. Yeah. At a minimum. Now, you may have a whole other department that's doing things like ordering the title, ordering the appraisal, ordering the verifications, right? Certain companies have set up people. Certain companies, their processor does it all. Yeah. But you also have your realtor, the seller's realtor, the title company, Damn. the IRS, your employer, your bank, possibly your divorce attorney, mm. right? If you've had a divorce, possibly your CPA, if you're self-employed and you have some some pretty thick tax returns. Right. You know, we um, home inspectors and appraisers. I mean, you have easily a dozen to two dozen people all working either behind the scenes or on the front lines in unison to get all of the information that is required in order to pass a regulatory audit to approve your loan, fund your purchase so that you can become a homeowner and so that you can continue to build wealth. And hopefully that wealth will become generational wealth through homeownership. Yeah. Just hearing you talk about it sounds like I don't even know how, how we get them closed on time. It sounds like so extensive. Many, many, many banks and lenders struggle with that. And that's where companies like Waterstone or Guild or Fairway or Cross Country or FBC or Mortgage Firm or Homebridge or Movement come into play. And they're like, hey, we're great at getting loans closed on time. That's all we do. Mm -hmm. Now, I mentioned a bunch of companies, but I promise you it's the individual. Because... Right. Waterstone may be a great company, but I promise you, they've had some individuals who were lackluster. They were not attention to detail. They didn't control their transaction, control their client. They didn't set proper expectations, right? We did a show just a, a week or two ago about scripting. They didn't use those analogies of, of the, the doctor mm -hmm. nurse. They didn't use the pilot analogy. They didn't paint the broadest picture and explain the importance of these documents. And they might not have had the experience or maybe the support of not if, but when something goes sideways, how do we get it back on track smoothly, successfully, sometimes without the consumer even knowing about it. Right. Right. Shout out to Cam. Yeah. I love this. So Cam was listening the other day because yeah. she's like, oh, there's my shout out. And she <laughs> IG'd it, which is really cool. Yeah. So shout out to Cam again, because when I walk past her desk, she has written on there, be a duck. Be a duck. Be a duck, yeah. Smooth and cool on top of the water. Underneath, maybe like, da -da -da -da. Yeah, yeah, going like crazy. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes as a loan officer, you got to be a duck, right? You have to be cool and confident on top of the water. Now, underneath, man, you're moving. <laughs> you're shaking. You're picking up the phone. You're checking on things. Yeah. But if you're, if you're highly organized and systematized, you can take out a lot of the unknown. Mm. If you meet with your processor every single week at a minimum, but it should be a weekly pipeline meeting and a daily huddle. And just understand, pull up your, whether it's Encompass or Calyx or whatever your, your LOS is, pull that up, right? Check your dates. See if you have locks that are expiring. See if you have appraisals that are overdue. Look at your closing dates. Where are you? What milestone are you on? If your loan hasn't been submitted to processing or to, to, to underwriting and you're supposed to close in five days, that should be an all shucks moment. Yeah. You know, there's, there, and then and utilize technology to your benefit. Right. Try to utilize day one certainty and finicity um, in, in various um, technologies, whether it blend or flowify up front in order to help expedite the process, in order to eliminate some of the documentation, mm -hmm. in order to eliminate maybe the need to worry about is my client's 
HR manager going to get sick with COVID, right. and I'm going to have no one at the at that person's office to verify their employment. Right. I mean, you, you, those are certain things that you can do. Yeah. But how do you close on time? You start by caring. You start by knowing the process. You circle the closing date. You work yourself. You work. You work your way backwards. You hold people accountable, and you set dates. What I would do as a loan officer is I would send a document, whether it's just an email or whether it's a spreadsheet that I created that would let people know in order for us to close on time, these are the things that we need to have happen. I need to order the appraisal by this date. I need to have the loan submitted to my processor by this date. The processor needs to have it submitted to the underwriter by this date. The underwriter needs to have it back to me by this date. Mm -hmm. And then I need to have, um, give myself two or three days because I'm not anticipating your loan's gonna be fully approved the first time the underwriter sees it. I anticipate the underwriter is going to do a conditional approval, at which point I'm going to need to go back to either the borrower, the realtors, the IRS, the borrower's employer, the 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 home buyer's bank, bank. I mean, who knows? Yeah. The appraiser, the <laughs> inspector. Yeah. I'm going to need some additional documents. I'm going to give two or three days to be able to request and receive those documents. Then I'm going to resubmit it. Then I'm going to get my clear to close. Then it has to go to the closing department. I'm going to give my closing department two days to do what they need to do because I understand that they're not. that's not the only file they're closing this month. Yeah. And then they're going to have to rely on the title company or the escrow agent. And I know that this isn't the only file the escrow agent has. Yeah. So I need to work all that in and hold people accountable to get done what they need to get done. And hopefully I understand that if one thing delays me, I can maybe make it up. On the back end on, somewhere. On the back yeah. end somewhere. But you can't make up five mistakes or five delays. Right. I'm trying to eliminate the delays. I'm trying to have the, the, the wherewithal and the foresight to understand what the delays could be. And I want to eliminate them up front. Nice. Yeah, but set proper expectations. Communicate like crazy. There's a book called Eat That Frog. If you have bad news, eat the frog. Pick up the phone and call them. Yeah. Like, the worst thing you can do is ghost someone, especially when you don't have good news. <laughs> Right. Right. Give him a call. Shoot it to them real. Be professional. Be polite. Be sympathetic. Let them know everything's going to be okay. Let them know you have a game plan. but and, and let them know that ideally you won't have to delay by five days. But in case it does happen, here's the game plan. Here's why we got to where we are. Here's how we eliminate it going even further. Right. Consumers who have made it this far. Just know this, it matters what freaking lender you choose, period, end of story. Your lender matters, especially when you're purchasing a home. A bad lender can become disastrous, both financially as well as emotionally. Prevent that from happening. Listen to your realtor. Your realtor should know who the good lenders are in your market, who's local, who's proven, who's professional. Use them. They're well worth it. Even if their rate's one-eighth of a percent higher, which is a whopping $24 a month on a, on a home loan that you're going to have for less than 100 months, hmm. go with the local proven professional. Soapbox, I'm getting off. That's all the time we have for this episode. I really do hope that everyone is enjoying this and not just my mortgage friends. I hope you're forwarding this to any realtor friend of yours, any home builder friend of yours, or anyone that you know that's looking to purchase a home and needs to obtain a home loan to do so. Mm-hmm. We have a whole entire catalog of content. Check out the catalog. Share us. Like us. Follow us. Hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. But this is all the time that we have for today's episode. He's John Coleman. I'm Dustin Owen, and we'll catch you in the next episode.